1: son of the sons of Hanasana, built the fish gate. they laid its beams, and set its doors, its bolts, and its bars, and next to them, Miramoth, the son of Uriah, son of Hechol, repaired. and next to them, Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, the son of Meshzezebel, repaired. And next to them Zadok the son of Zanna repaired. And next to them the Tekoites repaired, but their nobles would not suit to serve the Lord. Joada the son of Pethiah and Meshullam the son of Thesodia, repaired the gate of Yeshema. They laid its beams and set its doors, its bolts and its bars. And next to them they repaired Malay Jadon, the Meris, Donah, the men of Gideon and Mishpah, the seat of the governor of the province beyond the river. Next to them, Uziel, the son of Hariah, goldsmith, prepared. Next to him, Haniah, one of the perfumers, prepared, and they restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Next to them, Messiah, the son of Hur ruler of half the district of Jerusalem prepared. Next to them, Jedediah, the son of Kalumna, prepared opposite the house. And next to him, Hashush, the son of Hashinea, prepared. Not Na- the son of Harim, and Hash, the son of Saha, Moab prepared another section, and the tower of the oven. Next to him, Shalom, the son of Halohesh, ruler of half the district of Jerusalem, prepared, he and his daughters. The and the inhabitants of Zenoa repaired the valley gate. They rebuilt it and set its doors, its bolts and its bars, and repaired a thousand pieces of the wall, as far as the dug gate. The district of Beth Hacherem prepared the garden gate. He rebuilt it and set its doors, its bolts, and its bars. And Shalom, the son of Kolhothah, ruler of the district of Mishthah, prepared the garden gate. He rebuilt it and covered it and set its doors, its bolts, and its bars. He built the wall of the pool of Shadah of the king's garden, as far as the stairs that go down in the city of David. After him, Nehemiah, the son of Azbuk, ruler of half the district of Bethsa, prepared to appoint opposite the tomb of David, as far as the artificial pool, and as far as the house of mighty men. After him, the Levites prepared, Rehom, the son of Daniel, Next to him, Hashabiah, ruler of half the district of Hale, prepared his district. After him, their brothers appeared. Badi, the son of Hanadag, ruler of half the district of Hale. Next to him, Kazir, the son of Joshua, ruler of Mishra, prepared another section opposite the ascent to the armory of the butcher After him, Baruch the son of Badi, prepared another section from the butcher to the door of the house of the Elisha the High Priest. After him, Nebuchadnezzar, the son of Uriah, the son of Hector, prepared another section from the door of the house of Eliashib to the end of the house of Eliashib. After him, the priests and men of the surrounding area were paid. After them, Benjamin and Heshav prepared opposite their house. After them, Azariah, the son of Messiah, the son of Aniah, prepared beside his own house. After him, the noise, the son of Hanedad, prepared another section from the house of Azariah to the buttress and to the corner. Talal, the son of Uzay, prepared opposite the buttress and the tower projecting from the upper house of the king at the court of the guard. After him, Padiah, the son of Hirosh, and the temple servants living on the Ophel, prepared to appoint opposite the water gate on the east and the projecting tower. After him, the techoice prepared another section opposite the great projecting tower as far as the wall of the Above the horse gate, the priest became, each one opposite his own house. After him, the the son of Immer, prepared opposite his own house. After him, Shemaiah the son of Shekaniah, the keeper of the east gate, repaired. After him, Hananiah, the son of Shalaniah, and Hinnom, the sixth son of Zelah prepared another section. After him, Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, prepared opposite his chamber. After him, Nathodah, one of the goldsmiths, prepared as far as the house of the temple servants and of the merchants, opposite the Meshachite, and to the upper chamber of the corner. And between the upper chamber of the corner and the sheep gate, the goldsmith and the martyr This is the word of the Lord. Thank you to God. <laughs> All
0: right, let's
1: pray. Dear God, thank you for um this part of scripture. Um, thank you for um just the example of community effort here. Um, but instead you use these people um as faithful servants to be this Um God, I pray that you would bless Joel as uh, he preaches this morning, that um you would speak through him to convict us, to comfort us, and to encourage us.
0: Bring your coffee, if hey, you want this back. If you bring your coffee for a scripture reading, uh, you know it's like pack of lunch time, right? Uh, so, really good job, Keller. Not the easiest uh, passage to read, uh, not the shortest passage that we've done in the history of Isaiah. but it is part of God's word, and it is part of this story of Nehemiah. That is that God. to not only restore the security, but the dignity, in a sense, of the city of Jerusalem. So Nehemiah has asked for permission uh, from King Artaxerxes to return to the city of Jerusalem and to begin this project. This uh, establishing or reestablishing of the city that has been destroyed, and its people exiled. They are now beginning to return from exile try To reestablish some sense of order and worship. It's uh, in the face of some opposition that they're doing this, but that's what's happening when we arrive in Chapter 3. Julian Bieber is a Belgian artist who works with uh, sidewalk chalk, effectively. Uh, so he goes to different cities, mostly in Europe together scenes, often from nature or from city-states, he takes the chalk and then through uh, something called anamorphosis, Uh, basically using perspective and angles with uh, 2D surfaces of the chalk, uh, he's able to uh, use that chalk to put together a picture that when, from a particular angle has has uh, the vivid imagery of almost 3D. Uh, so here is an example of a little girl sitting with a giant frog and lilies. This is in the middle of a city street. This is a chalk uh, work. This is using sidewalk chalk, different colors, uh, different density, to try to put together in such a place that when you hold the ca- uh, camera at a particular angle, it almost brings it out. As 3D. And so from one point of view when you're walking up to uh, Julian Bieber's work, it makes it look like this massive set of colors, a whole lot of chalk, and just kind of this large spread. You know like an artist is doing something, which is kind of this mess of colors. Once he's finished, if you rotate around and look at it from a different angle, it brings it to life, almost making this 2D mural. Uh, captured through the lens of a camera, this technique of anamorphosis uh, is uh, an illusion to the eye that gives it a sense of greater dynamic. In the same way, when we come to Nehemiah 3, uh, from a distance as we scan chapter 3, as we listen to Keller read it, it may seem like just a whole mess of unfamiliar names and parts of a city just kind of all spread out for you, all 32 verses just sitting there like, wow, that's a lot of names. Wow, that's hard to pronounce. But if you can appreciate what God is doing through Nehemiah and, more importantly, through the community, it's almost as if now this being a part of Scripture for you and I in the 21st century, we have the ability of rotating around where it goes from a lot of names put together in some distant chapter to a consideration of the individual contributions and the collective identity that we can capture the wonder of what God is doing through community on the road to redemption. So from one vantage point, I, I totally see
1: how you could come to this and say, you rotate around and consider just what God is doing.
0: He's bringing together people for the work of redemption. Men and women and young and old from different parts of the
1: city, different gifts and abilities, all coming together to contribute and participate in the work of God.
0: That Let's look at it this morning in two points: individual contributions and collective identity. So this is, uh, to be fair, a lot of names. There are uh, at least forty-four individual names, and that's not including the son of section, So forty-four individual names, people or groups, who are beginning to work out the rebuilding of this wall. Remember in chapter two, uh, Nehemiah after. A permission from the king, and that conversation went and scouted out what needed to be done at night, and then uh, began to work for the welfare of the city. The people heard Nehemiah's call, and they all began to engage. And here in chapter 3, you're getting the sense of capture of the names and people involved. Individuals, families, residents of different districts, women and men. participating in this repair. And repair is one of the most often used verbs in this chapter. The Hebrew meaning of it is fairly general, just this idea of firming up, uh, putting into place uh, building. And so it's not so much that they had uh, a watch and then they were repairing the exact same watch just by doing a few tweaks, but rather this broader sense of each individual and group Uh, in their different sections of the wall are coming together to bring about repair for the benefit of the city. It's as if we jump into an ancient Near Eastern helicopter, as if something like that existed, and uh, Nehemiah, uh, as this chapter unfolds, is taking us around to different sections where we can look down and have a bird's-eye view of each different section of the gates or walls that are being rebuilt, and who it is who's doing that work, and they are named for us. These individuals and families, business owners, leaders, district residents, have picked up their tools to work together for the welfare of the city. And I understand why these may not be household names. You may have heard of uh, people in the Bible like Mary or Jesus or Abraham. These are names that would be more familiar to you if you've at all been around church. But listed here in Nehemiah 3, I understand, probably not as familiar, not considered household names, but they
1: are names. God knows their names and has preserved their names in the story of Scripture. Now, thousands of years later, thousands of miles away, you and I can
0: appreciate those individual contributions. God's work of When you pause and think about it that way, it's almost as if you go from the blob of uh, chalk colors on a sidewalk and rotate around and say, wow, God really knows. One of, I think, the best pastoral, or ways for people to learn and know who God is. It's called the Heidelberg Catechism. And I can't number, it is a lot, maybe more than a hundred of times, that I in a hospital setting and in home business in the midst of grief have used Heidelberg Catechism question number one as a source of hope in the midst of difficulty. I'm going to read for you, Heidelberg Catechism, question one. By the way, catechism, just a fancy way of saying learn something through question and answer. So, ask a question, and you get an answer. That's it. It's just a fancy way of teaching through question and answer. That's all catechism is, okay? All right, so, question. What is your only comfort in life and death? This is where Heidelberg Catechism starts off. This
1: is question one. What is your only comfort? body and soul, both in life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. He has fully paid for all my sins
0: with his precious blood and has set me free from all the power of the devil. Now, check this. He also preserves me in such a way that without the will of my heavenly Father, not a hair can fall. All things must work together for my salvation. Heidelberg Catechism is pulling from Jesus' teaching in the gospel. And even the number of hair on your head right now is known by God. In a different way of appreciating just how amazing God is and how good his grace is to you and to me. It's the fact that those 44 individuals and groups are named in Hezekiah 3. God knows who they are. I pray that that becomes, for you, not only a source of uh, uh, just uh, who God is and his power and knowledge, but more so a glimpse into God's Hard for us to believe sometimes that God really knows who we are. Whether because of our past issues or current struggles or a broad sense of how big the world is and how complex it is, nonetheless, God knows your name. May Nehemiah 3 serve as a redemptive reminder of that knowledge and power. The Heidelberg Catechism says, knows the number of hair in your head. And so these individual contributions and even your participation in the kingdom of God is known by him. It's not lost on him. And so if you wonder, uh, does it make a difference if I show up to church? The answer is yes, it does. And God knows. Does it matter? It's in this detail in my own given workplace that I act with integrity even if no one else does, or no one else knows, or it doesn't make a real difference. Does that act of integrity still matter? Yes, it does, because God knows. If a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? Yes, and it's a trick question because God knows that tree, so there's never a tree that falls in a forest without God being around. Our discrete decisions, what we do with our time and energy, how we navigate life, God knows. The Nehemiah 3 serves as a reminder with these names and uh, lineages and occupations that these individual contributions aren't lost on him, nor are yours. So, Christian, if you are ever uh, discouraged and wonder why does everyone else seemingly get away with it, but I do things on the up and up, or why uh, do I take the hard road of faithfulness when everybody else seems to not have to do that and they get along just fine, the answer is because we do it motivated by a God who knows who we are, who's redeemed us in Jesus Christ, and who Faithfulness, and that when we act in those discrete decisions day over day in our own lives, that faithfulness is not lost on him. But more than just individual contributions here in Nehemiah three, there's a sense of collective identity. There's a communal effort where the sum is greater than any of the individual parts. I don't know how long it would have taken Nehemiah to go around and repair each section of the wall and gate with its bolts and to bring about full repair on all of those sections if he was doing it by himself. And I I don't know if he was doing it with just him and a few other people, but there's the sense that each individual went to gates and sections of the wall sometimes even more than one section, Uh, so Nehemiah tells us in chapter 3, in order to bring about this repair, so that there is a collective group working on this one massive project. When you first read through chapter 3, there's a sense, maybe at first, that it's just a random collection of gates and sections, some of them not all that appealing, right? Dung gates? wonder if housing is really cheap around Dung I'm not sure. Uh, it doesn't sound like a really uh, advantageous place to live, uh, but it's important. And so it's important because it's part of this collective whole, every section. While the landmarks may be unfamiliar as we get that bird's eye view around the city of Jerusalem and the repairs that are ongoing, we Effort, Individuals and families, women and men, priests and manufacturers, insiders and outsiders have all come together to bring about this work. There is a diversity of individuals participating and a unity in effort. If uh, the word diversity makes you bristle, here Nehemiah calls you the beauty of people coming from different sections and walks and places in life to work together and participate in the value of the sum being greater than the individual part. In our household, when it comes to chores, we uh, oftentimes um, uh, let the kids choose, right? Um, here's all the chores that need to be done can choose which ones you want. And uh, our kids, and I, I'm not going to, it doesn't matter who too, right, but uh, not everyone likes all of the chores equally. There are some jobs, frankly, that they would say are harder than others. I know this because I listen to them, and I wonder why they're so quick to volunteer. Uh, and it's because I don't want that one chore that I really don't like. And uh, what is interesting about this collective effort is uh, as the assignments of gates and walls are being poured out, there is the sense of connection to place. And you may miss it. We get all of these names, and we get this verb of repair over and over and over. They repaired this, they repaired that, and they repaired this. But in verse 10, and multiple times in the 20s, you can go back and look later, there's this sense of place and locality to what's happening with these repairs. Oftentimes, the sections of walls and gates weren't doled out by what the favorite thing was or the least favorite thing, but rather based on relative location to where their houses or businesses were. Does that sound at all like our sense of place as a core value of mosaic? It does to me when I read what's going on here. This idea that in Nehemiah didn't sign up, and uh, those best positioned in the front of the queue got the best job. Rather, it was people put in this collective effort where God had placed them, so to speak, in where they lived and where they worked, and that's how this effort is getting done. Well, there's a parallel to how we think about place here at Mosaic Silver Spring. It's the idea that unless you're visiting from out of town, and if you are, we're so glad that you're here. It's a wonderful place. Thank you for visiting. But if you live here, even if it's just for a season, it's this idea that God has placed you here for a season. So when you think about your own abilities and gifts and time and energy, we think from a value of place that God's called you to use it right where you're located. You don't have to travel other side of the world in order to participate in God's work of redemption. You may, and sometimes people are called to that, but you don't have to do that. There's plenty of work right here. Trust me. If you don't believe me, I'm glad to talk about it with you later. Uh, You may not be here for a particular long amount of time doesn't mean that while the active work of God's redemption is unfolding through churches like Mosaic Silver Spring, then you're invited to participate, even if that's just for weeks or months, because this is where God has placed you. Our core value of place is immediately connected to what's happening in Nehemiah 3, which is, look, we don't know how long those merchants or residents lived in those respective places. We're not told. We just know they were there, and this work needed to be done, and so they jumped in and started doing the work. And that's how we think about participation in the life of ministry here at Mosaic Silver Springs. That's why we have a value of place. Nehemiah arrived with the permission of the king to send people out on this mission of rebuilding the wall. But it's connected in Nehemiah to this greater project of uh, the welfare of God's people and the reestablishment of their place. And it wasn't all going to happen at once. And in fact, through Ezra and Nehemiah, the collective whole, you can see these elements with opposition and some level of success, but it it varies, and it's almost as if these cycles repeat with this broad sense of it going somewhere. Well, there is a bit of a connection to
1: when Jesus has uh, lived, carried out his ministry, and died on the cross just as the Heidelberg Catechism refers
0: to to fully pay for our sins. And when he's raised from the dead, in the opening of Luke's Acts, particularly the Acts section in chapter 1, Jesus shows up, and he tells the people to wait for the promised Holy Spirit that's going to be poured out. And then he calls them to this new work of redemption for the benefit, the welfare of the cities where they're living. Starting in Jerusalem, but then moving out to Judea, and then all the way to the ends of the earth. Montgomery County, here in the 21st century, is part of the end of the earth that Jesus has called his people to continue to work and repair. Notice I, I don't mean that we're called to some sort of specific physical building project, but rather the participation in Jesus' building of his church, in uh, the witnessing function of making the good news known to the people around us, in where God has given us a place to live to work cross culturally. Women and men, individuals and families, different vocations, all coming together in this place and time for the good of the place that we live. Jesus arrived as the resurrected king and sends his people out on mission. So that we now living together with our beautiful diversity, and by the way, our names would be just as foreign sounding to Nehemiah and all the people working on the wall back then as theirs do to us today, but the beautiful diversity of us coming together to participate as a cross-cultural
1: community in the work of what God is doing in the that we're
0: drawn to, a willingness to sacrifice, this idea that you,
1: friends, have an individual contribution to make as a Christian, the building of God's kingdom, and the stacking up of
0: Jesus' church, you are called to participate in the place that God has given you, and that you have this benefit to do that here and now part of what we over spring is that uh, the contribution of all of us here as a church community and part of why we think about this as a collective work is that our uh, sum would be greater than the individual parts that uh, through the various teams and community groups and uh, the actual ministry work that the whole would be greater than any. Bring our individual contributions as part of this collective identity as Christians and belonging to Jesus Christ to work for the repair of our place here in Montgomery County today. That's what we're after. That day was different for each of us, just as it did for the goldsmiths and for the perfumers. To know how to work that out. You will give us wisdom to faithfully work together, not only individually, but as part of your people, for the sake of uh, Mosaic Silver Spring, but also for the sake of uh, Silver Spring, Tacoma, Tacoma Park, Wheaton, Rockville, North Bethesda, Petersburg, Germantown, and beyond. Well, but to be faithful. All that we do.